0: RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 3, Episode 4, Extra Talent Call Sheet, January 5th, 1968.
1: Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host... Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Oh,
0: Star Trek fans, canonistas, history buffs, and yes, all you trek files with an F. This week's episode is one of those episodes that makes the whole concept of the trek files worthwhile. We're going to be solving a Star Trek mystery this week. I am so excited... We have a special guest. We have a sheaf of special documents. You need to go read them right now. See if you can decipher why I'm so excited. Take a look at them at uh, facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. And then hang on. I'll be right back with our special guest right after this. Independent Casting. Extra Talent Call Sheet. January 5th, 1968. Production Company. Star Trek. Number six zero three five five. Report to Desert Gower, rain or shine. Director Daniels. Seven thirty a.m. Two stand-ins: G. Malone, Eddie Rochelle. Eight thirty a.m. Two stand-ins: Eddie Paskey, Frank Vinci. Ten a.m. One cat girl, costume furnished. April Tatro. Oh yes. Oh, yes, Trecophiles, this is an episode for the ages. Not only do we have a delightful guest and a sheaf of amazing documents, and I hope you're reading along with us, um, there's one special line in this sheaf of amazing documents. They're fun, they're educational, they set the tone of 1968 Star Trek and television in general, but, boy, have we solved a mystery today. In fact, we have some history to correct once all everything is said and done. The uh, casting list that you heard verbalized there... That last line, at long last, folks, we know who really played the human form of Gary Seven's cat Isis. It's none other than the lovely lady sitting across from me today, April Tatro. It is so thrilling to have you with us today on The Truck Files.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I know you're sitting there thinking, uh, ever since we got in contact a few days ago, what? Really? Really? What?
1: I know it was like a blink in time,
0: <laughs> a blink in time. Then and now, uh-huh. all of this hubbub. You're saying, really? Over, really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> over
0: a well, the the fun thing is now that we know you all, we came across literally this extra call this this extras call sheet because it's the kind of thing in television production. We have the call sheet here, and later eras of TV list a lot of the featured stand ins, the the featured extras. But up until just the eighties and nineties that didn't happen. And we had the call sheet from from this day. A Simon Earth, which was supposed to be a backdoor pilot for the Gary Seven show, with Roberta Lincoln, you know, Terry Garr and Robert Lansing. Uh it was supposed to be a springboard from Star Trek for, for Gene. But here we are, Friday, January fifth, nineteen sixty-eight, the fourth day of six shooting, on the last episode of the second season. Uh here's the call sheet we have in our sh- in our documents this week come down to atmosphere and stand-ins, one female knew, 10 a.m., and the world had no idea who that was. In fact, I've been telling you, and you're kind of amazed, that for finally in the 80s, 90s, it got out that a woman named, her stage name is Victoria Vetri, who was a playmate of the year in 68, was supposedly her, and finally in the last 10 years, that was debunked, but the mystery remained. I mean, is that just amazing
1: to you? It's amazing, and I'm glad... There was a mystery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well let's let's talk about you. We've got these the, the documents we have, we've got the call sheets, we've got the production report. We can see that for the one day that this was in your life, like you said, when in it, um, let's see, the production report says that and you have to go down, there's no names attached to any of this, right? You have to go down. The clue here is the one extra with body makeup.
1: That was me. That was you. I had the body.
0: Out of twenty, so twenty nine dollars fifteen cents for the day. You went over a little over. You wound up with eighty four dollars fifty one cents in at ten a.m. Out at seven fifteen, and out of wardrobe at seven twenty.
1: That was a fast change. That was
0: that was that's the cut and dried of it, which is
1: amazing to have. But tell us, you you were a Southern California girl. I was a Southern California girl. I came to LA because I um, had been a dancer, was a dancer and uh, acrobat, and I'd worked and, and I wanted to come back and go to college. And I mean, you said you'd been to actually, Vegas and
0: Miami and, yes, danced uh-huh, and shows. Yes, yes,
1: I worked with the Rat Pack in Vegas at the Sands, and but I uh-huh. decided I wanted to go back to school, so I came back to LA. Because I had some friends that lived here and um, moved in with them, and started working as an extra until I got my screen actor skill card. And
0: now that means you had some speaking parts.
1: I yeah, oh yes. Uh-huh. Yeah yeah yeah.
0: How long? How many? How much work had you done on screen before the Star Trek call happened? Or I what?
1: was pretty new to it because mm-hmm. I had just I'd been in Vegas till I was uh, I think twenty five. I did this when I was twenty six. So I just come into LA and was you know, I grew up in Escondido, so
0: Right. LA was home. a big
1: big town. Yeah. Big city. But um yeah, I just did extra work so I could go to college. How did they find you? Through um extra casting.
0: You had registered with extra mm-hmm. casting? Okay, yeah. right, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What did they say? Like they just like the body type, your look? Because well, yeah, you've done I some contortions work too. Well, uh, I yeah. did
1: contortion at, tra- at um, not trade shows yet, but at club dates and mm-hmm. casuals. I had an agent that booked me in those. And I was trying to get into Screen Actors Guild, but you couldn't get into Screen Actors Guild unless you had a, had a job. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't get a job unless you were in the union. It was, uh, the Catch-22. Catch-22. Catch so because I had a specialty with the contortion, I finally got into school Oh,
0: you had the the exception there. So one day out of all the jobs you had, this was new, but starting Mm -hmm. to pick up work that way. Uh So one day you just get a call to, they hired you, reported, you didn't have to go audition as such, No,
1: no. They just called me and they said, that's her, yeah, we'll hire her. And um, then they pasted the costume on me.
0: (laughs) Well, now let's let's
1: hold on a minute.
0: Let's get to that. So you go down, obviously, on... January 5th, 1968, New year. Everybody's recovering from New Year's, and the work week is uh, starting up again, the work year. Uh, so you go down to Desilu, or I guess Paramount by then. This was late second season, right. so it was all Paramount by then. Um, you go on and get in. And, yeah, did you have, Did they say we're hiring you to be a cat woman? I mean, what?
1: Yeah, they, they told me I was going to be a cat and that they had to, you know... I guess they might, must have known what they were doing because they just draped material over me, and um, the, the, what took the longest was the hair and the makeup.
0: Well, now let's. So, uh, did you do hair? Did you make first, or and then costume?
1: Um, yeah, the hair and the makeup came first, and then they, you know, they brought the pieces of material and draped it on me, and then. Yeah.
0: Well, we've got looking at the pictures. You were telling me uh, before we started that the, the the long hair was not you. No, that, that was not a, me. You had a typical late '60s mm-hmm, kind of. What, right. do, what do they call that? The, the bubble I, or the
1: bouffant? Or, yeah. or...
0: So the front is mostly you, and then the long hair
1: mm-hmm.
0: isn't. So I'm. You were saying that now, Bill Tice, who was the costume designer, was famous for his barely there, one thread is holding it together on Star it's, Trek, yeah, right? Right. Um, because you said you had uh, you were not a big sci-fi or Star Trek no, fan. No, so I
1: really wasn't. I really didn't know anything about it. So you were just
0: walking into a job.
1: I just walked into the job and whatever, you know, I was going to get paid. I knew that. Yeah, did so, anything.
0: So, so, you just, so describe what happened. You walked in for the fitting, quote, unquote. The
1: fitting, and um, they told me I was going to be a cat. And the hair, the wig, they made the ears out of the hair. And um, so that took a while. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, see, yeah. I, have, like, I think I have little ears uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm.
0: They're not just little pieces of velvet. That no, was actually no, the, it was
1: the hair. Was
0: yeah. it the wig hair? It
1: was the wig hair. Yeah. And, um, you know, that took a while, and then they just told me to sit. and.
0: Well, now, wait a minute. When you look at a side view of this, this literally looks like it's just a piece of fabric. It's like, just
1: a piece of fabric that's draped around me and then taped around me. So um, a woman came in and kind of draped it, and then the gentleman came in, and they and you told her where to put the tape to hold it on. So it was just a piece of drape going over my top half, and then my bottom half they had a piece of material made of velvet and gave me a pair of silvery tights and draped that around me. Now, I mean, you, I, I'd never had so much attention in all my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> and
0: 50 years yeah. later, here's the right. reason. Right. Yeah, this was 51 years ago, not to date our episode today, but this was 51 years ago last month. Um, almost almost two months ago, coming up, to. So were you... Where did time said, fly? I... <laughs> well, apparently not in recorded history, because right. I'm so thrilled we're doing this today. But now you've been a dancer. You'd had skimpy outfits and all that. I mean, nothing about this really shocked you or no, that was unusual, no. really?
1: Right. No, not really.
0: Did you think because of your background that they were going to have you do some, like, movement or no, catty stuff? No, or you was-
1: no, I just, you know, I just went. I was innocent. I was naive. And just tell me what to do and where you want me to sit and tell me how to look and I'll do it.
0: Well, I so h- what was the shoot? So, and this was not, these weren't just pickup shots. You
1: had Robert Lansing and right. Terry Gar. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Terry Gar was so cute. I just <laughs> thought I was infatuated with her. I thought she was so adorable. But they just told me to look at her, you know, and give her a look. And they told mm-hmm. me not to smile. That mm-hmm. very serious. And um, I just did what I was told. Yeah. And,
0: and uh, Leonard and Bill were there, too, the five mm-hmm. of you on the set. Uh-huh. Now and you told me that not being a Star Trek fan, you didn't get nosy and go look over at the bridge or any of the classic sets. You you did your job.
1: I just stayed right where they told me to stay.
0: Being a young girl, going in and doing that. Well, um, so do you remember it being fairly quick? Did they do many I, takes? or? It,
1: no, it was really quick. In fact, you know, usually when you're doing atmosphere or whatever the, you, they call it today, it's boring. You sit around forever and it, it went.
0: Because it, you've done plenty of that.
1: Right. It went really quick.
0: Well, they had and you there. And it was for actually
1: the... quite fun, you know, and usually yeah. it's kind of a drag.
0: Did you sit while they shot the rest of the scene around you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: just kind of sat and watched and.
0: Cat handler, yeah. <laughs> the cat, and the
1: cat handler. Yeah.
0: Cat. <laughs> now we need to track down the cat and the cat's name <laughs> and who the wrangler was. And
1: it would be amazing if that
0: cat's still alive. That would be that would be even more amazing than us <laughs> finding you is what that would be. And I, again, to you, this was barely seven eight hours of one day of your life, exactly. and on film, it's barely two it's reaction just shots, a blink of the eye. But can you? Are you starting to understand how? I think Trekland is going to be amazed and delighted that we finally
1: oh, I'm so found happy. you. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's great.
0: That's amazing. So then, you said that this is all you around. The, so the velvet is the top is just laying on you. Exactly. So they did make up around all your exposed mm-hmm. skin is mm-hmm. made up.
1: Uh huh.
0: And that took what you said the bulk of the day, <laughs> not or more maybe. than the wardrobe.
1: Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> they come and touch me up every once in a while. <laughs> I just remember it was cold. I remember that.
0: January. Yeah. yeah,
1: And the sponge was cold.
0: (laughs) So it took not that... So you sat and watched, but Mm -hmm. your actual shooting, not that that many takes? Not not that that many. Did they have you do anything that didn't wind up in the show? It was just sitting there, right?
1: Well, they had me walking from one area to the other. They told me to get up and walk and then walk back and, you know, to glance Mm -hmm. at... Terry Gar and oh, you know. they
0: were keeping things. They didn't know exactly what they might use. Right, So They right. were getting a lot of coverage while they had you. Well, that that footage is sitting somewhere. It's the cat. It's ISIS as a human walking somewhere out there. Maybe that's amazing. Maybe in somebody's clip collection. So the shoot's over now. It was a whole day, mm-hmm. and I want to get back to something you told me, but we'll we'll end with that. But as far as ending your day, uh, okay, that's a wrap. Thank you, April. I guess people knew great. You. Yeah. They took you in, uh, out of makeup, anything. Mm-hmm. You had to put your two pieces of velvet back, uh, on, back the on the
1: rack. on <laughs> <laughs> Put my clothes back on. Yeah. Get in my car and go home.
0: Yeah. And never knowing that anybody would talking to you about it 51 years later. It's amazing. I mean, is it kind of funny to have the, we've got the records here to see?
1: Yeah, it is. It's very, very funny. I didn't even know they kept them that long.
0: Well, if it's Star Trek, things right. hopefully do get kept. Right. But uh, so you've done lots of extra work since and after that, and then you look back on that day. You said, for one thing, it was it was different in some ways. What's?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it went fast, and it was it was um, fun, and um, well, Bill Shatner asked me out.
0: Now what? You have to tell me about this. You were there long enough to cast right. his
1: eye. I I think that it was. Um, you know, I can say it now because I don't think he, anybody really cares today about it. But um, he asked me to lunch, and I was actually engaged to get married. And I was going to get married two weeks after that. Two weeks. Two weeks. And I thought, well, it won't really hurt anything to go to lunch. You know, I mean, it was a big. I'll just go to lunch. So I went to lunch, and he was so charming, and he was so polite, and was just really good looking. And I'm thinking to myself... Charming, like, pull your chair out. Oh, yeah. He pulled the chair out, pushed it in, asked me if I was comfortable, and then he asked me about myself. I didn't tell him I was engaged, of course. And then I, I thought, oh, my gosh, maybe I should cancel the wedding. No. But... (laughs) the invitations had already been sent out and a few gifts had already come in so I really didn't feel I could cancel the wedding
0: but it crossed your mind
1: it crossed my mind and then I um, I performed as a contortionist so I had a week of performing. No, no,
0: wait, wait, wait. How did the lunch go?
1: Oh, the lunch went wonderful. I and mean, I'm telling you, I really seriously considered mm-hmm. canceling the wedding.
0: So you did go to lunch, but it wasn't the day of shooting?
1: No, no. Oh, okay. I, I, on the set, he asked me for my phone number. <laughs> so I gave him my phone number. So he called me and he invited me to lunch. And so that's when I said, well, you know, I think, you know, I'd like to go to lunch? I don't think it'll hurt
0: anything. This is bigger stakes than just going the day of shooting. Yeah. Right.
1: So then I meet him. I, I do remember that I drove my own car. I met him for lunch. He was so charming. Anyway, so I had I went ahead and got married, and then I went on my honeymoon alone because oh my, my yeah because my my new husband at the last minute couldn't go. We had arranged the marriage around. The time that I was gonna, I was performing in Hawaii on the islands to mm-hmm. raise money for the police association in Hawaii, and um, I was hired to do that. And it was a, a week of yeah. going to the different islands and performing. So
0: piggybacking honeymoon, that, got it paid for. Right in right. Hawaii, right. Right. I great thought,
1: What a wonderful thing! We'll have mm-hmm. a honeymoon in Hawaii, and everything's paid for. All we'd have to do is pay for his airline ticket. Mine was paid for. The right. food was paid for. The hotel was paid for. Hopping from, you know, island mm-hmm. to island, they paid for. So, but the last minute, he couldn't go. So I left. <laughs> I went on my honeymoon alone. And um, while I was gone, Bill Shatner called. The house. The house. My husband answered the phone. <laughs> I. It was the same phone number. <laughs> and... Um, yeah. I came home, and my husband said, well, guess what happened while you were gone? I said, what? He said, Bill Shatner, William Shatner, called here. I said, oh, he did. I thought, oh, God, oh, what have I done? <laughs> and he said, um, I said, oh, really? He said, yes, why is he calling here? I said, oh, he probably wanted to see if I needed work or something. There might be something about work. Cause, mm-hmm. And um, I said, well, what did he say? He said, "Was April there? And I said, no. And he said, and then my husband said, I asked him who it was. He said, well, this is Bill Shatner. Who is this? He said, this is her husband. And then there was a (laughs) hang-up. And I was so embarrassed and just, Mm. I felt terrible because I thought, oh, my gosh, he probably thought I was married when I went out to lunch with him. And I wouldn't want him to think that about me, that I would do that. And so I felt terrible about that, but such is life. Filed it away. I filed it away, and then <laughs> it's a coincidence that on um, the day of the Academy Awards, which was Sunday, I went out with a bunch of girlfriends.
0: Just a couple of days ago, yeah, as we record this. Yeah,
1: that's this. right. I yeah. uh, went out with a couple of uh, girlfriends for a happy hour, and then we're going to go up and watch the Academy Awards at this friend's house and have her second drink and eat popcorn and all that. Fun evening, right? So we're at happy hour at a restaurant here in Studio City, and um, my girlfriend said, "Oh my gosh, look who's that! It's William Shatner just walked in." And then one of the girls said to me, "Abel, didn't you go out with him, or didn't you? Weren't you on Star Trek?" I said, "Yes." And one of them said, "Abel, I'm going to go over and tell him." I said, "No, don't you dare! Don't do that! Don't just leave it, leave it, leave it." And so she went over and got him and motioned me over. Did I went, anyway. I right. went over, and I apologized. I told him that I was really, I don't think he remembered the event. So I didn't have to feel so guilty after right. all these years.
0: <laughs> <Right>. that, <laughs> well, better now than in 71 right, right. or right. something. Yeah. So
1: anyway, um, he was very, just as charming, just as, you know, mm-hmm. he was... Uh, just said, "Oh yes, oh yes." <laughs> I said, "I must apologize to you because we went to lunch, and and then you called, and by that time I was married, and I wanted didn't want you to think that I accepted lunch." He just listened to me. I don't think he remembered any. Sure, but,
0: but he gets these stories all the time. I- <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to say it, but gently. But uh, I'm sure back in the day, you were not the first. Probably. Dead.
1: Not.
0: <laughs> I think we can say even better. Probably. Right. But what an amazing um, and your friends, Doug. I mean, you know, we're not going to let that go. No, no, no. My night. lady
1: friends are very bold. I'm probably the the quietest of the group. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So, so, and not to, I, that's a wonderful. It's a wonderful final stop for here but anybody that's around la you're, you you teach Pilates now
1: yes uh-huh and
0: still do do work with the uh, entertainers anybody here in the LA area so um, mm-hmm. I guess if people look up April taron and they want to take a Uh, Pilates class with the human form of Isis the cat (laughs) You you might be in for some more classes thank you I so enjoyed this today April we have set the record straight we have cleared the air we found out who actually the Isis human form actress was uh, we will get the history corrected up and down on the Internet now. And, and I, again, we, we need to get you on the convention circuit. We, oh. I think fans would love to meet you well, and thank hear,
1: you. hear yeah.
0: this firsthand.
1: Thank you. And it's been a delight meeting you. Oh. It I'm is. so glad you contacted me.
0: I am so glad. And I I say again, if, if this has been eye-opening or a little stupefying, that this was all going on outside, your friends knew, but none of them were connected into Star Trek to 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 stand up and say, hey, hey, this is wrong and you should correct this, right? I mean, No,
1: nobody ever really...
0: The ones that did know and knew you uh-huh. never thought to correct... Somebody out.
1: called me, and I can't remember who it was, so it's got to be three years ago, and said, you know, I know you were the cat on, on Star Trek and they have somebody else. So you should correct it. And I thought, why? You know, I mean, it was just... It was such a small moment in my life that it does you know... And I I didn't quite know how to correct it. We had to go somewhere to correct, and I, I didn't really know how to do that. So
0: well, it was a small moment to you, but this is going to be a a, this is going to be a bring a lot of big smiles to a lot of Star Trek fans over the years. I'm, I mark my words. That's my prediction for today. And I'm just so glad we found you. I'm so glad we found a piece of paper in the, the Trek files that led us to you and led us this moment. And, um, again, thanks so much for coming by.
1: Thank you. I'm glad the mystery was solved.
0: <laughs> the Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. Additional production by Ken Ray. All documents are available right there on Facebook at facebook.com slash Files. For more great podcasts, check out podcast.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek. That's me and portal 47 at Larrynimmiccheck.com. podcast.roddenberry.com the Roddenberry Podcast network.